I worried about her well-being. I worried that she wouldn't have a man to take care of her. And I think she has taken care of herself rather well. Ellen DeGeneres' mom, Betty DeGeneres. Today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. Recently, the daytime TV's Ellen DeGeneres show will be coming to an end next year after 19 seasons. And it reminded me that her show debuted just a couple of years after I met and interviewed her mom, Betty DeGeneres. In 1999, Betty published a book called Love Ellen, a memoir of her relationship with her famous daughter and the challenges that both mother and daughter experienced when Ellen came out. So here now, from 1999, Betty DeGeneres. Is this your first book? It is, and it's such a strange thing to say. Uh, I didn't know there would ever be a first book. I've been an avid reader all my life and kept journals and done, written some articles and things, but uh, this is a first, and I hope it's not a last. I love the process. But you know, you, you answered one of my questions in the book, and that was I was going to ask you today, and then I, now I don't have to ask you because you said it in the book. I was going to ask you, how did you manage to come up with all these letters? And, of course, you said in the book, Ellen told you to save them because someday either she or you would write a book. Yes, <laughs> uh, and, you know, she was being facetious. Uh, and she'd do that when she sent the, uh, the picture of the billboard in Las Vegas and her <laughs> name's down at the bottom, you know, the very last tiny thing, and save this for someday. And... Uh, who knew? <laughs> but see, you know, I, I thought when I, when I was when, about that, how many of us are ever going to get our name in any size type on any sign in Las Vegas? I mean, even that was I quite know. an accomplishment. Yes, I guess so. And, you know, I, honestly, I didn't know what kind of book to expect when I first got it. I didn't know if it was going to be about Ellen, if it was going to be about Betty, if I, it was going to be about both of you, neither of you. I didn't know exactly what it was going to be and what a rich story I found that it oh, is. Oh, thank you. Well, it is. I hope it appeals on a number of levels, uh, you know, certainly to uh, parents of gay men and women uh, grappling with maybe news that they hadn't expected. Uh, it should be helpful to gay men and women themselves to see the family's perspective. Uh, it should be of interest to people dreaming or planning a career in show business because it shows what it took for Ellen to build that career from nothing to what it is today, and, and also to women who are facing very difficult situations and rationalizing and staying when they should go, which I did the typical female thing, I think. And <laughs> so, yeah, I am glad that you felt that way. With a great it. deal of humor, it's, it's pretty obvious in a lot of places in here where Ellen gets her sense of humor. Oh, thanks. I think she, I think Ellen and Vance get their sense of humor from their dad because uh, he's very funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm not without humor. No, you, got, but... you got your share of good singers in here, too. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what, and in particular, I was thinking when you just mentioned a moment ago about your own lifestyle, I thought when you mentioned that you were a, a gay divorcee, which you thought would probably have a whole different meaning today. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> but there's all sorts of little, I mean, you, you, this is a very frank book, a very honest book, and not just about... The, the, the aspect of Ellen's coming out, both to you and then publicly some 20 years later, you're, you're very open with us. Well, I have to be. That was my life. And, uh, you know, somebody talked about me as a survivor. I don't feel like a survivor. It was my life. Um, there were tough times, but I think most people have tough times. Uh, 
I don't know what that would be like to go through a life of just like straight vanilla, you know? <laughs> Uh, very, very bland, boring. very bland, very boring, no challenges. Uh, very safe, but very boring. Right. So I don't know what kind of person that makes you. I'm, I'm pleased with where I am and, and uh, the way it's all come out. And I guess that's uh, the bottom line. Now, you open the book with the, 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 the walk on the beach, the, 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 the three words that changed your life. Because it almost reminded me of, you know, you know, you know those, those Sunday night TV movies, you know, the movie of the week, where it starts in the present and then they flash back you know, yeah. to, to 20 years ago or 30 years ago or whatever and then bring you the story forward. So by the time you've reached the end of the movie, you, you're back in the present tense again. Which is kind of a good way to tell a story, to kind of go back and forth, because mm-hmm. it gets boring, I guess, if you just go... <laughs> Straight through. Well, you you describe, I, I guess, the reaction many parents will have when their child tells them they're gay. Right, especially if they don't have a clue beforehand and they hear this news. It's not something you expect to hear. So there's shock and consternation, and I was stunned. Uh, a million thoughts go through your mind. I worried about her well-being. I knew the derogatory comments people make, and I didn't want her treated that way. Uh, at that time, 21, almost 21 years ago, I worried that she wouldn't have a man to take care of her. And I think she has taken care of herself rather well. So, you know, that, but there was that belief that you had a big, strong man to take care of you. I wore, I, a frivolous thought at the time was her engagement picture wouldn't be in the paper. And I should be ashamed of myself for even thinking it and, and saying it now. But that was my dream. Obviously, it wasn't That's the dream of a her. lot of parents. I yeah. mean, that's a normal reaction for a parent to right. have. Right. But the point is, it was mine. Obviously, mm-hmm. it wasn't her dream. I wanted to be the mother of the bride. But also, as you mentioned, it, it, it was almost like a death in the family a little bit because you were losing somebody that you thought you had. Right. And any time you suffer a loss like that, you're going to selfishly feel, well, I will never get to do this with them. I will never right. get to that. I will never see their engagement picture in the paper. It is There is a, some selfishness in loss, isn't right. there? Right. And, and so you sort of go through a grieving process and you allow yourself to do that and, and come out the other end... Uh, as we did, we kept the lines of communication open. Um, she wrote me a letter shortly after that because obviously I was not very understanding, and and that letter was very poignant. And she said, "I hope we have time to talk. We really need to," and just really begging for my love and understanding. And uh, I cannot understand parents that withhold that love. Throughout the book, you mentioned from time to time interviews you've done, call-in shows, book signings that you've been to, where people present you with what they think is the is the right attitude about uh, homosexuals. We must not sanction that lifestyle that they've chosen, and that that stings you, I guess. Oh, it does. It does, and it's such a discriminatory attitude. I don't know why some people have so much trouble accepting diversity in all its forms. Because we don't come, all come out of the same cookie-cutter mold. We just don't. And, uh, you know, we had to go through the civil rights movement in the 60s uh, to accept the fact that uh, our African-American brothers and sisters are the same as we are. We are not superior. No one group is superior over another group. Not any. No matter what justification we use or, uh, you know, whatever it may be, 
Discrimination and hatred are learned. They have to be unlearned. After this short break, what a mom thinks when the world learns that her famous daughter is gay. Now back to my 1999 interview with Betty DeGeneres. Was, was Ellen's coming out any easier for Vance than it was for you? I think so. Uh, they were both back in New Orleans then. I was still in East Texas, so he was down there, and they sort of uh, hung around together, and he probably knew it before I did and was fine with it. He was in a band and, uh, you know, playing music and, and very accepting. But also one of the other things that I think you mentioned in the book that a lot of parents I think will go through is what did I do wrong? What mistake did I make? Why did, why did I, how did I let this happen? And it's as, as though it's a choice. But, you know, I don't think that worried me so much. And I also say in the book, Ellen has achieved major success. That's not my fault. <laughs> you know, I can't take the credit or the blame for that. And uh, uh, a gay son or daughter, that's who they are. That is absolutely who they are. Uh, I heard a story of a young woman who was engaged to be married and met someone and fell in love met a girl, another girl, and sometimes it takes meeting that special person that you never responded to before to someone your own sex, but you meet this one special person as Anne did when she met Ellen, mm -hmm. and that is absolutely it, and so to me, love is love, and it's a wonderful thing when people are committed and caring and a beautiful relationship, and we need to get over all this hysteria. Still, there are many people who earnestly believe what the Bible tells them and what they think the Bible tells them about right. homosexuality. Right, because they have a literal interpretation. But, you know, the Bible was used to justify slavery. It was used to justify women not having the vote. Uh, people interpret the Bible any way they want to, uh, but that doesn't give them the right to discriminate and to uh, spew forth rhetoric that that promotes hatred and violence, physical violence, against our gay family members. Given what you anticipated in 1978 when Ellen first came out to you, were you in any way surprised when the big hoopla a couple of years ago about her television show and, and people think she's coming out of the closet on national television? I mean, what is wrong? Why, why do I have to be so ashamed? I mean, why can't I just say the truth? I mean, be who I am. I'm 35 years old. I'm so afraid to tell people. I mean, I just... Susan, I'm gay. Well, no, I guess, no, I wasn't surprised. I mean, you must have been, couldn't have been surprised at the backlash, in other words, what, is what I'm getting at. Um, disappointed, very disappointed. You know, yeah. I don't know what else to say about yeah. that. Well, I mean, when you talk about a bomb threat on the set of the, mm -hmm. of the show, mm -hmm. and people, you know, the nasty things people can say, the, 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 the protests, the letters, the, the cancellations of trips by Disney... It's got to hurt. Right. I want to go see Disney World. They canceled my trip. <laughs> but uh, are people that unsure about their own sexuality? That has to be part of it. Like, if they're gay, could that be me? Could I be? You know, or could that be my family? Well, yes, maybe. Maybe not. But uh, I, I just hope I see the tide turn. I hope I see the pendulum swing back toward the center, because it certainly seems to have gone as far as it can go. I just see a mother and a daughter who love themselves in this book. 
love each other. Love each other. Well, love themselves too. That's you all. Love that, yourself. That'd be a whole other book. Yes, you do. <laughs> that's right. Love yourself. Well, that's, yeah. You, well, yeah. You have to be. You, you, you know, that's a very good point because a lot of gay people are filled with self hatred because of the message they get from society. So love yourself. Celebrate yourself. That's a good message. Yeah, that's a, well, inadvertent. Thanks. Well, that's the next book. <laughs> that's right. Well, you might, there's a lot of, I, I guess I said inadvertently, uh, there's a lot of self-acceptance on both your part and, I mean, you're not worried about, oh, my gosh, I've got a gay daughter now. It, it's, you know, I've got a daughter. And, oh, by the way, she's gay. Exactly. And that's the way it needs to be. And after so many people feel comfortable about coming out and being honest about who they are, and we all realize that we do know gay people. We, mm-hmm. we know people that we like a whole lot, and they just happen to be gay. Then we won't have to talk about it anymore. You know, just the other night, as I was reading your book, I was sitting on the couch. I'm a couch potato. Had Are the, you? Had the TV on. I always do that. I can do two things Not the radio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on, on TV was Nick at Night. I watched the reruns. The Brady Bunch is coming on. Now, who can't love the Brady Bunch? And Robert Reed was gay. And here's, yes. a, you know, here's a man, and, you know, you just flip over on Bewitched. Both Darrens were gay. And people accepted them because mm-hmm. they didn't know it. If they knew it, it shouldn't have made any difference right. because it's called acting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was the problem when with Anne in Six Days, Seven Nights. People wondered, will people accept her? Well, she was never discriminated against in her life mm-hmm. until a few months before then. And now all of a sudden, she's discriminated against. But, you know, people don't laugh at Ellen any less because we know she's gay. No, no. And, and you know, she has said that all she ever wanted to do was entertain, to make people laugh. And uh, she did that very, very well. And she's doing it now in Ed TV mm-hmm. and in two more movies coming out and uh, a new TV show that's in the works. Oh, excellent. With Barry Levinson. Oh, that should be Not good. too bad. <laughs> yes. What does yeah. she think of the book? She's very proud. She and Anne and Vance uh, read the first manuscript and just told me right away they just thought it was just great. So that made me feel so good. By the way, you, you told me something about Vance in here I didn't know before. I should have known, but I didn't know that he is Mr. Hands. He was Mr. Hands. He was. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But now he's on The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So very talented kids. Two famous kids. Yeah, what do you know? Is there anything else that you wanted to add? P-Flag, Parents, Families, and Friends of Lesbians and Gays. What a wonderful organization, which I couldn't go to for 21 years because Ellen was, you know, not out. And and with her celebrity, if I'd gone to P-Flag, I'd have outed her, which I don't believe in doing. So uh, after she came out on her show, I joined P-Flag in Los Angeles and... The first meeting I went to, I never felt so much love in one place. And any parent grappling with this and struggling with acceptance and with this news, please get yourself to PFLAG to a meeting and meet these wonderful moms and dads who are doing in their local communities what I'm doing nationally just because I'm Ellen's mom. If I weren't Ellen's mom, I'd be in Los Angeles speaking to high schools and to civic groups and helping to educate right where I live, and that's what they're doing. Betty DeGeneres celebrated her 91st birthday last week. And you can find easy Amazon links to Betty DeGeneres' books at our website, heardeverything.com. Are you new to Now I've Heard Everything? 
Well, we post all of our past episodes on our website, heardeverything.com. We're into season three now, so there's hundreds of interviews on our website. Plus, we post new episodes here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can find us on all major podcast platforms. And thanks for listening. Next time on Now We've Heard Everything, it's Memorial Day. So we'll be revisiting my 1992 interview with a veteran of the Vietnam War, former Army nurse, Winnie Smith. 18, 20-year-old, you know, dying by himself 10,000 miles from home and usually they were unconscious but occasionally they would be awake and they could grasp what was happening that's next time on now i've heard everything i'm bill thompson